Warming up the 21st of May 2015. It's 4557 if you're interested. So far, um, still only about six people upset that Robot Voice has gone. One person delighted that Robot Voice has gone. You can still hear him, of course, over on the Snooker podcast. At the moment, we can't afford to have Robot Voice here. I got back from the gym as my wife was popping out with Phoebe to see a friend. She asked me what I was going to do with my late afternoon. I said I thought I might play a frame of snooker against myself. She seemed disappointed with this choice, suggesting that my time might be better spent working on my sitcom. But what if the sitcom turns out to be about a man who plays himself at snooker in a basement? I imagine in that case, Channel 4 will be quite annoyed, as that is not what they've commissioned, until they read it and realise it's the greatest ever thing, uh, ever thing ever and decide to celebrate their entire ch- uh, dedicate their entire channel to self-playing snooker 24-7, 365, 100, 1,000, infinity, with a day off for leap years. She thinks that I'm an idiot because I'm swapping my cow for some magic beans. But what no one seems to have learned from that story is that the beans were magic. It was a brilliant swap made by Jack and he became a millionaire off the back of it and also probably got to eat some really massive beans. Has anyone told the story from the perspective of the person who swapped the magic beans for a useless old cow? What happened when he got home to his wife and she found out what he'd done? We had some magic beans and you just swapped them for a non-magic cow. What were you thinking? We could have been having adventures in a castle in the sky, but now we've got his own ready supply of warm milk, plus the beans needed zero husbandry, whereas this scrawny cow is going to need somewhere to live and daily feeding and milking. Yeah, but by giving the beans away in this clearly unfair swap, I would have created a brilliant story for that young lad, plus given loads of children the message that they should swap their most prized possessions for things that a stranger says are magic. I mean, 99 times out of 100, they won't be magic and their lives will be ruined, but it gives them hope. Anyway, my wife ended up looking like an idiot because it turned out the frame 59 was one of the most exciting frames in the history of self-playing snooker. You can hear it at the British Comedy Guide or on iTunes, but only if you listen to the first 58. And I thought of a way to make her eat her words and prove that self-playing snooker is not a waste of time. I'm going to set up a Kickstarter to raise a million pounds for self-playing snooker so I can build a proper arena with cameras and my own TV station to broadcast the results. Or we could just keep the money. Doesn't matter either way. If each of the 5,000 people who still listen give just £200, just £3.39 per frame, and there'll be many more frames, so that per episode fee is only going to decrease, then we would reach our target and it would show my wife that self-playing snooker is not a waste of money. If all 30,000 people who listened to the first frame joined in, we could have £6 million. And then my wife would have to come on the podcast and apologise for doubting me and self-playing snooker. And everyone who gives £200 also gets some beans that might well be magic. So that £200 investment starts to look pretty good when you take into account everything you'd be getting and the creation of the world's premier facility for playing self-playing snooker. Who's in? So far, no one has uh, got back to me on that, but if you would like to give me £200 to, you know, maybe make a snooker in or maybe just keep that for myself for all the entertainment I've given you, then please let me know and I'll see about setting that up.